Welcome to episode two of Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, but really, I'm your sister. I'm your prayer partner, your accountability partner, and your cheerleader. We are in this together. So get comfortable and let's get into today's episode, Naked and Exposed. Yes, I did say that, naked and exposed. So I really want to talk about this topic because I think it's very important as we go on this uh, journey to redefine a woman's worth. How do we apply being naked and exposed and why is that significant to our worth and our identity? So I really um, just felt impressed on my heart to look at that scripture in Genesis 2 and 25. It's very familiar. It is the creation story. And it is right after God put Adam to sleep and he took his rib and he closed up the flesh and he made a woman. And Adam woke up and he looked, he's like, oh, woman, you know, you are a bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, right? And that is, we know how um, Eve came into existence. But the thing that I want to really point out is that in verse 2 and 25, it says, and they were both naked, hence the word naked in the uh, title, and the, the man and his wife were not ashamed. And so a lot of times people talk about this um, when it has to do with marriage, because uh, really, Eve and Adam were now be, being married at this time. It, they didn't have an official ceremony. They didn't have a wedding, but they were they were in a covenant. They were now they were no longer two, but now one flesh. So now they had become married. Right. But I really want to take this and, and flip it and, and look at it for individuals and especially us as women. Because before we can be naked and exposed with our spouse, first, we got to learn how to be naked and exposed with ourselves, And we have to learn how to be naked and exposed with God. And sometimes I know that that can be very difficult. At least it was for me. Because I had so many things in my life that I just felt so condemned about. I was so guilt ridden. I had so much shame connected to things that had happened in my past to the point where I not only didn't want to be naked with myself, I didn't want to be naked with God. And I certainly didn't want to be naked with people because I didn't want to be rejected. I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be looked down upon because of the mistakes that I had made. So today, in today's episode, I'm actually going to practice what I preach, right? <laughs> we always hear a lot of people give advice and, and give us tips and tools on how to do. But I really want to be so much more um, relatable for you to know that this is not something I'm just saying, but it's something that I'm doing as well. So I want to just go ahead and confess a few things that for me um, held the most shame in my life. Things that really had me bound up in shame where I was just so afraid and I just wanted to hide those places or or erase them if I could. um, those, Those parts of my life that I just didn't like. And so one would be, which I know some women can also relate to, how many men I slept with. Um, that is always, you know, a red hot subject for a woman who's had more than one partner. Right. And it was like, every time I would get into a relationship or every time I would meet a guy and I would like him and things were going well in my mind, I dreaded, I was just hoping like, please don't let him ask me how many men I had been with because I automatically I begin to disqualify myself or I begin to uh, project my thoughts of, my, of myself or what that looks like 
on him. So I assumed that he wouldn't want me or he wouldn't want to be with me because I had been with, um, you know, multiple men. So most times, if when I was asked that question, I lied. If I can be honest, I just lied because I just was afraid to be naked in that area, right? Because, because most times we we hear about men talking about women and calling them derogatory names and you know and making fun of them and we hear the the conversations and we hear about women with bad reputations and and the last thing you want is to be identified as that right so that was one area that I just carried uh, just a load of shame and I was always bound and I was always afraid that even after I lied about it I was always afraid that the guy would find out the truth so that was an area that just really, really had a lot of shame. Another area that I had just a tremendous amount of guilt and shame is, is the fact that I had five abortions. Um, so I had three children. I had five abortions. So I've been pregnant eight times. That's definitely not a conversation starter. Um, <laughs> I mean, you just don't want to have to tell somebody you have five abortions, even if the majority of them was by the same guy, because my son's father kept getting me pregnant. It doesn't matter. You know, you, I had five abortions. So on top of the fact that I had the abortions in and of themselves, it was then the guilt of knowing that I made a choice to do something that I really didn't believe in, but because of the lifestyle I was living and because of my recklessness and my irresponsibility I made those choices and I had to live with that you know and I had to live with the you know what what would those children would have become who would these children be right um I have three sons so I, I want a daughter so bad how do I not know one of those those children that I aborted was a daughter so so many things right so many things that just brought so much guilt and shame with the fact that I had eight abortions. And so that was another area. Most people who know me don't even know that. So I'm like spilling the tea right now because that's just not an area that I was ready or willing to expose. You know, I just wanted to keep it to myself, you know, and, and I just felt like if I did tell someone that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be looked at like some monster because why would you abort eight, uh, five kids, you know? So it was just like, it was just very, very, um, confining you know just had me just in this place of bondage to where I just again I wanted to run away from my truth and I wanted to run away um from those parts of my life that that I didn't like or I felt disqualified me or I felt um what would hinder me from being accepted another area of my life that um I carried with me that had a lot of guilt and shame um, was the fact that I lost my virginity at a very early age. One, I was molested as a child. So it was almost as though like I didn't even have the option to choose to be pure. I didn't really have the option to choose to keep my virginity. That was that was a, a choice that was taken from me. And then my very first experience at quote unquote um, actual sex was in a situation that was more traumatic. You know, I was almost like I was forced, um, so to speak, you know. And so, again, it was like 
having those experiences at a young age um, made me feel very, very dirty. It made me feel very unworthy. It made me feel um, like I wasn't good enough or, you know, that I was worthless, right? Because I I hear stories of other girls and women that be like, oh, I was a virgin until I went to college or I was a virgin until I was in high school or I was, you know, a virgin until I was in my 20s and, and all of these stories. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, I, you know, lost my virginity at a very young age. And, and then I had sex at the age of 12 and it was like, again, I can't tell nobody that I can't, I can't reveal that to somebody. I can't, I can't allow even my closest friends or family to know this. So I hear things even from my own family. There are things my own parents don't know, my own mother, uh, my siblings that that I just hid these things and I kept these things so close because I was just so afraid that if someone find out that I would now be exposed, right? So now we go into the exposure. So these are areas of my life where I just carry a lot of guilt and shame. And another area I'm going to reveal because I feel Holy Spirit leading me that I that has also get um where just had me really bound in shame is the fact that I've slept with women. And I think this particular topic, um, especially in the church, is something that is very um, under uh, talked about, is very um, taboo. Nobody's kind of touching on it. It's like, you know, people just want to stay away from that whole, um, you know, that whole era, that whole movement, that whole lifestyle, you know, unless it is something about you know, homosexuality as a whole and it being a sin and being wrong, but people don't talk about really the real life experiences that an individual may have prior to their salvation, or let's be real, even during their salvation, because one thing that we need to really be able to accept is once we become saved, a lot of these behaviors and lifestyles and bad habits and stuff don't just fall off. They can. And some may, but then others, it's a process. So yeah, I was saved and I was still doing these things. You know, I was still sleeping with men. I got pregnant. I was uh, serving in church. Um, I was, uh, you know, in leadership and all of that. And I got pregnant with my youngest son. And, and that brought a lot of guilt and shame because I remember when I had to sit down with the pastor and she told me that I had to sit down from leadership that I couldn't serve because I got pregnant and I wasn't married. And then, you know, that they, the board would have to decide after I, you know, spoke to them and, you know, apologized and said, you know, of course, obviously that I'll repent and all of these things if I could ba- basically be reinstated to serve. And that hurt me. So again, it brought shame and it brought guilt because now I felt so horrible. Like I can't do this thing that I love because I made this mistake. And now it's like I'm being punished for this mistake. Right. And and now I'm being looked at by the people in the church and I'm being probably judged and all of that. So again, it brought so much guilt and shame. So here I am, like Adam and Eve, I'm trying to cover these things up. I'm making all different kinds of clothing. I'm sewing together figs, leaves, whatever it can be. I'm making whole ensembles, outfits, your girl, fashionista, anything I can do to cover up these parts of myself because I cannot be naked and unashamed. And it took me till recently. These things have been happening since I was a child. 
you're talking over three decades. I walked around with guilt and shame and I was not able to not only not be naked and exposed to other people, I couldn't be naked and exposed to myself. I couldn't really admit to myself that these things happened or these things was a part of my history. I couldn't even look myself in the mirror. I used to avoid the mirror. Like I would walk in the bathroom and deliberately like look down at the sink, look on the floor because I just didn't want to look at my reflection. I didn't like what I saw. So I avoided it. I couldn't even be naked and exposed to myself. So when it came to me really wanting to be healed, the one thing God really, really started impressing on my heart was I had to give these areas that I was so ashamed of to him. I had to get naked and exposed to him because in order for him to take it, because we know that in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Where I was burdened, I was weary. I had been carrying around this, these, these baggages of guilt and shame that I had been trying to hide and trying to get rid of and trying this stuff because I felt like in order for me to be loved and accepted and valued, I had to be what I thought other people wanted me to be. And so the having these areas of my life that were, were um, things that brought me so much uh, turmoil and just brought me so much guilt and shame, those things were like they were hindering me right they if I, I felt like they were hindering me from having these things that I so so desire so long for which was acceptance validation love right so when God started telling me that I really needed to cast my cares unto him because he cares for me that there's nothing that can separate me from his love you know that he is faithful and that he will never leave and forsake me you know right all of these things that he loves me um and that he knew me before he formed me and here's the thing I think sometimes we take God and we limit him and put him in a box. And we think that, at least for me, we th I thought that because of my life and my life has just been a mess, it's been just jacked up and chaotic, right? That all of a sudden, that meant I was unlovable to God. And it didn't really register in my mind that God already knew that I was going to do these things or he already knew that these things were going to happen because we know that the word tells us that God knows our end from the beginning that before he even formed us and put us in our mother's womb he knew us so that means he already knew that you was going to be a mess he knew I was going to be a mess he knew we was going to make all these mistakes yet and still he still created us he still created us in his image in his likeness and he still looked at us and said it is very good and I'm like wow that's profound because when you think of it like that then you have to question yourself, well, why am I so afraid to be naked and exposed with God? I understand people because we know people are not God and they don't have the ability or the capacity to cover a multitude of sin because we know the word tell us that perfect love, it covers a multitude of sins, right? His love, God is love. So he covers a multitude of sins and sometimes human beings just don't have that capacity. But when it comes to God, he does. And so I was so afraid even to be naked and exposed with God as though I was keeping something from him he didn't know. And it was when he started revealing to me 
that he's safe. I can trust him. He's not going to blast me out. He's not going to take the things that I talked to him about in secret. And he's not going to go and tell the world. He's not going to expose me. He's going to love me. He's going to heal me. He's going to renew me, right? But he couldn't do that as long as I kept trying to hold on to to these areas or I kept trying to cover them up. He needed just like... He, he said to Adam, he said, Adam, where art thou? Like, where are you, Adam? Not physically, where are you? He knew where he was at, but he's like spiritually and mentally, where are you? Where are you, Adam? And I believe God said is saying that to us too as women and saying that to us today, like, daughter, where are you? Like, why are you hiding from me? What do you think that is so bad about you that I can't love you anyway? That my love can't heal that? That my love, that my love can't make you whole. That my love can't restore that, right? What is it that you think you have to hide for? Because I am God Almighty, right? And so I'm here to tell you, my sisters, that it doesn't matter what it is. And and it's not easy. Again, I'm doing this thing day by day. I ain't no guru, you know, I been doing this and I'm just like, you know, past this point. I'm not, you know, I am here with you. I get it because I have a lot of skeletons in my closet. I probably got a whole walk in closet full of them. But God is able. He is able. And if we give it to him, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. It is able to work out for the good of those that love God and are called according to his his purposes. We can speak like Joseph did to his brothers. Like what what you meant for evil, God meant for good. It does not matter. But until we can get naked and exposed with ourself and with God, we can't get naked and exposed to truly be able to be ourselves, right? And to be comfortable and confident in who we are in a relationship or in a friendship. Because we're too busy trying to put on a mask and hide behind uh, a persona that we're creating. Because this is who we think people want to see. But the people God has for you. Those people that God predestined for your life. Those opportunities. Those relationships. That marriage. Whatever it is. Those individuals have the capacity to cover you they have the capacity to carry the weight of who you are so the moment we begin to feel as though we can't be ourselves around somebody we need to question are these people from God are these the people that God will want in our life because everything he does is is a reflection of him so if he's able to cover If he's able to handle the weight of who we are, why would he put people in our life who can't? Number two, we have to ask ourselves, are we projecting? Have we not given people an opportunity? Because that's what I did a lot of the times. I made a choice for them. I lied because I felt like I needed to lie because I conjured up in my mind what I felt that they was going to say or or what they were going to do. I didn't even give them an opportunity to say, oh, no, I can't deal with that or that's too much. I took that from them. So I can't even really say that every person that was in my life that I was too ashamed and too um, full of guilt to to really be naked and exposed to 
couldn't handle it because I didn't give them the opportunity because of my fear, because of my insecurity, because of my self-loathing, because of my low self-esteem, because of my toxic and self-sabotaging thoughts about myself, right? It wasn't them all the time. It was me. Let's say it is the person. Let's say you do step out there and, and you you be vulnerable and you expose yourself. Because first of all, what I would say, sis, do that in wisdom. Do it in wisdom. Like, don't just meet somebody today and just go telling all your, your dirty laundry. Like, that's not wise. You know, seek God. Pray. You know, and, and pace yourself, you know, and, and and begin to really look at this person and their character, right? And, and, and you know, begin to really develop, you know, a level of comfort and, and security before you just go and just, you know, just get all naked and exposed because some people can't handle it. But even if you do all of the right things and that person still say, oh, I can't deal with that. That's too much for me. Guess what? It's okay. It's okay because that just means that person isn't for you. And it's not always a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing if an opportunity, if a situation, if a circumstance, if a relationship, whatever. If it's not for you, that just means God has something else. It does, it's not the end all be all. It just means, okay, you got to pivot. I think sometimes it's hard for us to be to pivot because we have these expectations and, and we marry them. We, 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 we feel like this. it has to be this way in order for it to work. But that's not how God is. He has multiple, multiple, and multiple ways to do a thing. That's why he's God. But one thing I can say that I do know about our Father is we have to be able to be vulnerable. He said he requires a broken spirit and a contrite heart. He needs you to come to him with all that dirty mess. Come to him with all that guilt and shame. Come to him with all that burden and weariness. He going to give you rest because it's exhausting. Come on, somebody. It is exhausting pretending. It is exhausting trying to put on these personas and these masks and trying to hide and cover up and lie. And then you got to remember to lie. You got to remember what lie you told. And then you got to, you know, it's just exhausting. And it's so freeing to just be yourself. So it's like God wants us to walk in freedom. Come on now, Jesus, he died on the cross for, to, for us to be free. He said, those I said free are free indeed. Why are we still bound up in guilt and shame and, and not knowing our worth and our value and our identity because we have allowed these circumstances that has happened, these mistakes, these bad decisions, the abuse, the trauma, you know, whatever it is to become our identity and then we lost so we can't even discover our worth if we don't first deal with these these areas of our of our life and these wounds and holes and voids in our soul that we've been just walking around with and all this baggage that we've been carrying when clearly God said for us to give it to him but we carrying it and we wonder why, you know, we we be falling apart. We wonder why we're, we're overly emotional. We wonder why we're easily offended. We wonder why we are walking around in bondage and, and, and we are bound by fear. We wonder why we, you know, always feel rejected. We wonder why we talk to ourselves so bad. 
you know, the conversations that you have in secret to yourself is so horrible. You wouldn't talk to another person like that, but you talk to yourself like that. We wonder why we do these things. And it's because we have not got naked and exposed. We haven't exposed these ugly parts. We have not exposed these these insecurities. We haven't exposed, you know, the, the abuse and the trauma and the things that happened to us as a child. We haven't exposed, you know, the hurt and the pain. We haven't exposed the areas of that we haven't completely grieved and gotten over. We haven't exposed that, you know, that life just really feel like it's been unfair. And we've experienced just a lot of bad things, a lot of trials and storms and tribulation. We haven't exposed it. We haven't exposed that, you know, we're secret really angry we're not just angry at people some of us we angry at God I've been there I've been through so many things in my life that it was just hard to to really fathom like a God who loved me so much a God who who sent his only begotten son to die for me a God who didn't first I didn't first love him he first loved me right that God would allow me to experience so much trial and tribulation Allow me to go through so much heartache and pain. Allow me to to have so much trauma in my life. You know, it was hard. So I was even angry with God. But see, we try to hide that from people. Surely we don't we don't be wanting the other the other Christian folk to know we mad at God or we angry. You know, and 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 we really feel away. You know, because why? Because it's it's not it's not you know correct it's not politically correct in in christianity it really is because we have the ability to come to him and to 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 lament that's why it's a whole book in the bible called lamentations jeremiah i believe he wrote that book lamenting um so again we got to really know our god he wants us to come to him and say god that wasn't fair why did you allow this why did you let me go through this where were you he wants us to come to him and ask those questions because we can't get these answers from people. But until we're able to, to allow ourselves to get naked and exposed in front of him, we're not going to truly have healing and wholeness. We're not going to truly be able to, to walk in the fullness of our identity, to redefine our worth because we're still allowing our circumstances, our past, condemnation, guilt, shame, rejection, abandonment wounds issues mother issue father issues whatever it may be to control our life and God is like no and I believe this is why in the beginning when he created Adam and Eve he didn't clothe them there was no need for them to be covered because they were naked and and they were unashamed there was nothing to be ashamed of whether they had flaws or not we don't know what kind of body types they had we don't know if they if adam had a scar after you know he he got sewn back up from god removing his rib we don't know but what we do know is whatever it was whatever they had whoever the fullness of who they were at that time they still were naked and unashamed and they were in god's presence and that's how we need to be in his presence we need to be naked and unashamed we need to be naked and exposed so we can truly begin to walk in our healing walk in our purpose walk in our calling walk in our identity and redefine our word so i really pray that this episode is a blessing unto you i really pray that you're able to you know really sit down with yourself right you don't have to do what I'm doing. You don't have to get on a public platform and to, you know, be naked and, ex- and exposed. Again, be wise. 
allow Holy Spirit to lead you in your process because we're all different. We're all at different degrees of spiritual maturity. We're all at different areas uh, and places in our um, Christian journey. And some of us may not even be Christians. And so wherever you are, be okay and let God minister to you there and just begin to reflect, you know, do some you know, uh, some examinations of your soul, of your heart to see what's, what's there, what is really keeping you bound. Right. And, and know that it's okay. If you're not ready to be naked and exposed, God knows it's okay. Don't force it. Allow God to take you on your journey. Trust me. It's better that way. Don't try to compare it to mine or anybody else's be you because that's when you're going to see the most fruit that's when you're really going to see the power of God when you just allow God to take you on your individual journey and just know it's okay and if you do feel feel like this is for you and you this resonating with your spirit and you feel like Lord I need to really sit with you this is something that's between you and God and allow God to lead you who you need to be naked and exposed and how to be naked and exposed because again, you know, God is always going to cover you. He's He always wants to keep you safe. And so anything that is going to harm you, that's not God. And so keep that in mind. But let God use you. And let God use your testimony. Because sis, you're not the only one. Trust me. Whatever you done been through, somebody. Somebody else done been through it too. Whatever you did, I don't care if you did it yesterday I don't care when you did it. Someone needs to hear your story. Somebody needs to be encouraged. Someone needs to know that there is hope. And the more we hold back, the more we continue to, you know, try to hide and and we try to, you know, cover up or omit areas of our life because we don't think they serve a purpose or we think that they are going to be negative or the then the Lord can't use that to be a blessing to someone else. Because think what if what if I wasn't obedient? What if it took me a while? <laughs> I'll be honest, it took me a while. You know, he had to nudge me and nudge me and nudge me and nudge me and confirm, confirm, confirm. And, you know, really continue to, you know, push me. You know, he really, because I was scared. I was nervous. Like, man, Lord, I don't think so. I, not me. I can't do this. But guess what? I had to realize it wasn't about me. This is bigger than me. This is about every other woman that may come across this podcast and they need to hear what I have to say. They need to hear some of my testimony. They need to hear, you know, uh, this particular scripture. They need to hear this particular word, you know. They need that. So I can't allow my guilt and my shame to keep me from being used and being a blessing to my sisters. Because we in this together. And I want all of us free. I want all of us to enjoy heaven on earth. I want all of us to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I want all of us to be whole. I want all of us to be in purpose. I want all of us to know our worth so we can stop settling for things that are beneath us. So we can stop settling for just anything because we we, we feel like we're not worthy of anything more. Like God did not create us. That's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy, we the head and not to tell we above and not beneath. But too many times we live beneath because we just don't know our worth. 
So I'm like, no, sis. Not not this community. Not this podcast. I ain't here for it. Like, I'm here to break chains. I'm here to set some, some captives free. I'm here to see some women get healed. I want to hear testimonies. I want I want to know that whatever I say, however the Lord use me, that the seed that is sown is producing some good fruit in the life of somebody. That's what this is about. So yes, we're going to talk about some things that, that are unconventional, unorthodox, controversial, whatever it takes, because those are the things that is going to truly begin to open the door for healing and wholeness. And that is the purpose. Is to make us better. And so I, pr- I pray you're encouraged. I pray wherever you are in your life, in your season, you know there is hope. That you know that there is still chance, a chance for God to come and to turn it around for you. You got breath. You woke up today. So there's still time. It's not all lost. You could be 65. You could be 75. I don't care. God is still able. But we have to do our part. Faith without works is dead. That means, yeah, we can have belief, but what is our belief calling us into action to do? What are we put what actions are we putting behind this faith? Because that's when you see a miracle. Praying is great. Fasting is great. Reading the Bible is great. Spending time with God. All those things is they they are essential. They are your lifeline. They're powerful and they're great. But we cannot forget the practical part. What are we doing in faith to show God we believe? What are we doing? What are we willing to do? Are you willing to go to counseling? Because, hey, I go to counseling every week. I try. I don't I don't miss a day <laughs> because I need it. Because I understand God have, has given people gifts of healing. In the form of doctors, nurses, counselors, therapists, psychologists, pastor, pastors, you know, and all of these other things. Why would I not utilize these resources and, and allow God to even use that to heal me? Are you willing to go reconcile and, and apologize to some person you may have offended? Are you are you are you willing to go make amends? Are you willing to go, you know, and 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 to forgive that person? Even if you don't get closure and they never apologize. What are you willing to do in faith to get what belongs to you, which is your healing? So these are just some things that I just believe that we need to hear and that we really need to be challenged and we need the practical tools and tips, you know, and, and we and we need, you know, things just not to be, you know, so spiritual, but just to be balanced to say, OK, how do we balance the spiritual and the practical and how does how does it meet in the middle? There are things you can do. There are people you can talk to, you know, there are resources out there for you. Ask God to lead you. But don't walk around bound when you don't have to. Don't walk around in guilt and shame when you don't have to. That's not of God, sis. That's not of God. And so I just want to encourage you today that no matter where you are, God sees you. And he knows. 
and he loves you anyway. There's a scripture I want to leave you all with, and it's one that I think we really need to meditate on and really just um, just continue to keep that in the forefront. Anytime we are feeling discouraged, anytime we are battling with that guilt and shame, shame and condemnation. And it's Mark 2 and 17. This is the American Standard Version. It says, and when Jesus heard it, he said unto them that they are whole, have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So we have to understand we all start on a level playing field to God. We're all sinners. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that don't disqualify you. That actually qualifies you because you have to be sick in order to need a savior, to need a physician. So I just wanted to encourage you with that. As always, um, I want to hear from you, you know, let's continue to go on this journey together. Subscribe, like, share, leave a review. Let me know if it's blessing you. I would love to hear from you all. Again, this is not just about me getting up here and talking every week. I want it to be interactive. I want to hear from you. I want us to connect. And so again, I just say thank you for listening. And I want to leave you with this. Your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.